welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much.
Good morning. What a great conversation, Glenn and Gran and uh, Brian. And we got Raylan, we got David, Gina, Todd, so many great, um, great, powerful personalities here. I want to keep this conversation going. Does that work for everybody? I get yeah, it. <laughs> because no, I'm I want to with- talk about the vaccine. kidding kidding don't i want to talk about mandates but i'm going to keep it in the space because and guys good morning i take over the nine o'clock hour with uh brian benstack raylan davis and david spizak and we call it the morning grind or like i like to call it fabs the boys in the boxer with breakfast for champions but i'm loving this conversation because growth is a subjective evaluation the way people evaluate growth is different it's not just about expanding outward and moving into these large stadiums but as brian just talked about it is you know how you you might see listen you being in a stadium and selling out like celine dion might be your jam but other people are going in a different uh, not everyone has that in their uh in their line of sight i personally stand with grant and ben stock of like i want to talk about impact i want to talk about long sustained relationships long after i'm gone i like talking about leaving a legacy to which my great great grandkids talk about what their mother stood for and you know what she was able to craft you know from where she came from to where she ended up and um, I'd love to talk more in that that space. And Grant, if you're still here, um, there's an opportunity. I'm I'm going down with a bunch of ladies down to 10x ladies next month, February 4th and 5th. If you guys are interested, DM me 10x ladies. I'll get you all the information because it's going to be amazing. If you want to up level all areas of your life, this is the space we're gonna gonna tackle it in. It's gonna be ama- an amazing two days. I know Gina's gonna be there. Skisak and, and I are going, putting on wigs and high heels, and we will be there. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Now, I will like say, <laughs> we will, like, if we all dressed up, I'm just going to put it out there. By far, I'm the far prettier girl. If I dressed up, <laughs> I'm not, uh, yeah. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you, and I'm not sure that that's a crown. I want to wear. You can have Thank it. Thank you. There, there will be men at that event going with their spouses and their significant others. So, I know you guys are focused on right now. You, you do not have to. You don't have to save your legs, guys, to, to go there. Um, there will be men at that event, spouses, because really, 10x ladies. I mean, it, it is a ladies' movement. A ladies doing it. There's lady speakers. But it, it's also a place for men to understand the viewpoint from women, and number two, to support women in breaking through those um, those invisible uh, barriers that ex- that truly do exist. I mean, they're, they're real, and anybody says they're not real, um, you know, you're, it's a bit naive to suggest it's not real. Yeah, I appreciate that, Grant. I know David Hill is coming down. Um, I, Brian, I think you need, listen, <laughs> I think you're got to come down. David, Raylan, you know, come on. I think, I know it'll be a great time. And uh, the conversations that we're going to have isn't about whether you're a man or a woman. It is about 
you know, expanding your mind, opening up new possibilities. I, I love it. I cannot wait to go. I was so impacted by going down to Florida uh, last month. And trust me, I say this all the time. I'm the most skeptical person. I'm a Jersey girl. I've had the rug pulled out from underneath me a few times in my lifetime. I don't show up like, you know, like, oh yeah, everything's all rainbows and unicorns. I show up with the side eye thinking I don't trust nothing on nothing until you, everyone's proven guilty until they're proven innocent. I, I, I reverse engineer things and I, I put my full weight behind uh, the Cardone Enterprises and what Elena's creating with 10X. And um, I couldn't be more proud to be um, one of the keynote speakers on that stage next month. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. So um, yeah, so guys, jump in. What are we talking about this morning? I have some ideas, but I want to hear if you guys want to uh, take this in any direction. Well, one of the things I liked is what what Grant said is is when you're willing to do things your competitors are not, you know. And uh, Barb, I had the the good fortune of I've I've lived a little bit, I think, of a, a Forrest Gump life, uh, where I've gotten exposed to things or being uh, been in the rooms that I I probably should have never been in. And one of them was the co-founder of e eBay. His name is Jeff Skoll, S K O L L. And he had a family company down in Silicon Va uh, Valley. He was thinking about getting into the auto-related industry. And so I was asked to come in as a consultant. And I worked with his team that he had a seven-person team. And if you could imagine, he handed this group $2 billion and said, go make money with it. Now, his intention was to give everything they made as profit away as, as part of a nonprofit effort. But this team did not go out like every other VC, every other private equity firm and search for companies that they could get their money back and make money within three years, four years, five years. Um, they only considered things that they would make a great return 10 to 25 years out, which means they very much had to be futurists and they were generally looking at things nobody else was looking at literally every day of their lives. And it, and it was just reminding me of what uh, Grant reminded me of that because, you know, he's talking to people when you're talking about the little guy who can get in now and could be part of that and can uh, be part of that community. And it's not just the return they could get for two decades, three decades, four decades, by the way, where they could either probably get a one and a half, two times or better return on their money uh, versus sticking in the bank towards devaluing uh, every single year. But in addition to that, they, they, as oftentimes Brian talks about and Grant talks about, it's the proximity of being in that community, just that may end up uh, completely changing the trajectory of their life. So I think that's a really interesting thing to think about, that when you are, when you're given an offer and you, your first reaction is to hesitate, maybe you should look at it much harder because that might be the very thing you need to do in order to change the trajectory of your life. Mm. Yeah, that one lands with me too. Do what your competitors aren't willing to do and be willing to take risks. And you said something else and I say it all the time. I, and it's something that I, if anybody's got a pen and paper or journal in front of them, write this down, play the long game. Sometimes we get caught up and we're going to be very myopic and where we're at right now, we get very emotional and we can, you know, I'm always telling people pump the brakes and play the long game. Like, because people get upset and emotional and burn bridges and you never, if you can hold fire during those moments, hold fire and say to yourself, 
I am playing the long game. You're less likely to make steps during some miscommunication or frustrating points and, and, and move the needle in the direction to which you want to go. Brian Raylan, so, what do you have to so, say? So if, you, if you're playing the long game, it has, it's a different relationship between your client and yourself, right? Because you want to make sure that you do things that benefit that client over a long period of time. The strategy that Grant is taking on uh, is nothing short of brilliant because it gives him an opportunity to go deeper with his customers and his clients uh, have an opportunity to go deeper with him. So, so that's one aspect of it. They're investing, they're putting their money, whether it's $1,000 or $100,000, they're investing in uh, shared outcomes, right? Now, now they have an intelligent self-interest and seeing to it that Grant is successful because they've got their money tied to that. So it, it's just really a, a mutually beneficial relationship uh, ba based on growth. And uh, the more people you've got helping you grow, the you know, more likely it is that you're going to. So it, it's just a, a fantastic strategy that uh, he's employing. And the fact that there's a benevolence to it, that it gives people an opportunity to, to get in and get started is, is another. You know, I, I can't put the weight to where Grant's head was at, what was most important. Uh, but it doesn't really matter, you know, because you've got those dual purposes there that perfectly dovetail into a, a potentially outrageously good outcome. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. So the one thing that kind of came up for me when we're talking about long term and, and 10xing, not even just in terms of uh, our growth, but also how long it takes us. I think the reason why we don't like that that thought of not getting things immediately is because it puts us in an uncomfortable position. We are uncomfortable with the unknown. The truth is we can have our goals and we can have our thought processes like that we think about that's going to happen in 10 years, et cetera. But the truth is we have no freaking idea of what that's going to look like. And because we don't, we get uncomfortable. But I think the more that we get comfortable with this gray area that I don't, the unknown, the interesting thing is the more we get comfortable with, with the uncomfortable aspect of that, the more growth comes to us, right? The, the, the more possibilities that happen. And so I think the, the answer we're looking for here is how can we think that far ahead? How can we continue on the growth is you really gotta get really comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, think, think through Raylan also, there's a great book on I think what we're talking about, Simon Sinek's book, The Infinite Game. Yep. And so many of us are playing a game, you know, it's, it's the end of the week, it's the end of the month, it's the end of the year, especially in automotive, we get judged by every 30 days. But I, I think it's the, the players that take a longer-term uh, view uh, to get really deep and granular in what they do, to master their craft over a period of, of years. Uh, that doesn't mean they're inflexible, but they've really got that long-term view. I'm going to be building this slowly, and it may not be profitable overnight. And I think that thinking has been lacking uh, in, in our industry, the automotive side of it, for a long time. It was 30 days, 30 days. You're only as good as your last 30 days. And when we're up against uh, some of the players that we're up against now, some of the public corporations, they're able to have a much longer view about taking care of the customers, invest in those customers coming back to them. And certainly, that's one of the things we're trying to do. The year, the year ended, but it really didn't end. The year is just continuing. Uh, and this year, and you know, we're looking at data, uh, David, as you know, every 90 days and trying to improve that data 90 days over 90 days over 90 days. Uh, and into infinity, you know, and if, if we can do that, I don't have to worry about who my competitors are. Uh, you know, it's, it's just beating ourselves every 90 days. And that's the, the target and the forecast for us. I want to say I, this. I, oh, 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 go ahead, Barb. 
please. Yeah, you know, in in playing the long game and and taking stock of you know things that are working and things that need a improvement, like we always talk about, take measurements, celebrate success, or fix what's broken. And I know I destroyed that quote, but we get the point. I'm going to share this. My favorite. I'm sorry, guys, because I don't know you as uh, as car dealers, but my favorite person here in Princeton is this guy named Arno, and he sells Mercedes. And I would go in, and you know, I'm always looking around. I I lease my cars because I grew up with such crappy cars that they you know fall apart on the side of the road, roll down the windows, no air conditioning, you know, manual transmission. I mean, honestly, I drove a lawnmower. Okay. That's what I drove on the road. But so I have such paranoia about cars breaking down. I lease them and I go to all the high-end dealerships because I love a nice car. And um, I would circle into Arno all the time and then not buy a Mercedes. But Arno would always check in with me uh, periodically. Hey, how you doing? How are the kids? Would ask you're, one of, you're one of them. Okay. Go ahead. Yes, I'm one of them, but this is the teachable moment. And this is the takeaway. Just because I didn't buy then didn't mean I didn't buy in the future. And when people would ask me about, you know, this, that, I say, go see Arno over at Mercedes. He's going to take care of you. And I forgot, oh, my, I think my, um, I had a Mercedes stolen and, um, I immediately called Arn. I was like, I, and I was in the middle of my my chemo treatments. What a great time in my life. My marriage is in the, you know, is a dumpster fire. I'm in the middle of chemo and somebody steals my car. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody? And I called Arno and I was like, I just don't have the bandwidth to find out, you know, can you help me? And he's like, Barbara, gotcha. Like, it wasn't like I had to call through customer service. So I'm just sharing that story because you, Arno plays the long game. Just because I didn't buy that day didn't mean I didn't buy in the future. And we, listen, I know I'm like, I know I, I, I text, you know, I, I email him. I do drive a Mercedes right now, but you know, you don't know. I might go to a, I might go, I might upgrade. I might not. I might downgrade. Who the heck I knows? could see you, Barb, in a Honda. Arno Honda. needs to learn how to close deals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I Thank think you, he Grant. did close a deal, Grant. Ar 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 Arno's got but, skinny but, but children. But I just want to say that there, there is, you can have both. I, I think I think that some people think, oh, I, I just got to wait. He could have actually closed you, Barbara, and had had you as a customer sooner rather than later. Maybe I wasn't in the mood for a Mercedes. I think that was where I was no, at. You know, no, no, you're no, always, no, not at all. You know what, Grant? You're always in the mood. I got for a garage full of cars right now, and I'm in the mood for something. <laughs> you know, it's at, at Grant, it's all yeah, more. I'm going for the long game. I think the teach is that it doesn't ha a relationship doesn't have to close in that moment. He played the long game, and not only did I eventually get yeah, a Mercedes, I sent he people his way. not letting you drive a good car in the interim. You know what? You're right because I drove a uh, a Cadillac exactly. and that was a piece of garb. Exactly. Piece of garb. Exactly. I'll go back to the Mercedes any day, but um, I like I do want to just I think people walk away. They're like that are, I think more often than not, when people aren't playing the long game, when the sale isn't closed, they're dead to them. And I wasn't dead to this guy. So that's really what I want this audience to take away. And yeah, maybe Arna could have done a better job. That's neither but here Barbara, nor there. But Barbara, did you and feel I, more respected? Um, I oh, feel like I have oh, a relationship man. with Devil's Mercedes. Devil's advocate, yeah. boys. I'm just asking. No, the answer, I don't know. No, I'm not you've got, to be, you've got to be a hunter and a farmer at the same time. The farmer, you're planting the seeds for the crop later. The hunter's got to eat today. The hunter's got to eat now. And and both are important. And I, and as Grant said, you, you, he, he did you a disservice by not selling you that car. And, and by I want to make a... 
I want to continue to serve my audience by saying, play the long game. And that's what Arno did. So yeah, you know, I can, I can understand. And listen, I went in the wrong direction. I got a a Cadillac. It drove like a truck. I I could not park that car to save my life. I, I, the stories I can tell you of bats in the Cadillac, (laughs) it's no bueno, but that's where I, I think in service of the audience, that's what I want to land is play the long game. Just because something doesn't work out in the moment doesn't mean it won't work out down the line. And do your best not to burn bridges, not in any type of relationship, because you don't know. Something might not have worked out with Bob, but you might end up with Bob's cousin, and you don't want Bob talking bad about you. So let, I'm let, just let's, saying. Let's, why are you with Bob's cousin? Okay? Let, let's, let's not talk about your dating. <laughs> now, now. Yeah, I was just saying. My dating Mark, life is why, great. Thank all, you. First of all, why are you even with Bob's cousin? Um, <laughs> not with Bob. That's, that's a whole other show. But I will say this, you know, both Grant and and Brian said something, Um, you know, it's a lot easier to run a sprint than a marathon, right? And so it's easier for people to be transactionally minded and say, okay, I'm just going to go out and and number one, people love, a lot of humans love that uh, immediate gratification, you know, they get from, for example, selling a car. It's interesting that uh, I was reading a statistic that uh, over 90% of people uh, that that buy a car from somebody, which is not an inexpensive item, over ninety percent don't cannot remember the person's name who bought it, who, who they bought it from. One year later, just one year later. So, what is the no, likelihood walking that, out the door after? Yes. They so, so they can't what is the, his name. exactly, Brian? So, what is the likelihood that that salesperson who who did all that work, put in all that effort, what is the likelihood? to Brian's point that they're going to be able to be a farmer and they're going to be able to cultivate something and turn a customer into a client because a customer, as we know, is a short-term one-time transaction versus a client, which is a long-term transaction. And, and there's a huge difference between the two, the customer, you got to go out and find replacement customers every single month. If you've got clients, it reduces that likelihood. Or if you continue to get customers every month and add those to the great client list that you have, that's how you grow a business. So it's really important to understand the difference between the two for anybody out there. And last but not least, there's another reason people do this short term. They don't necessarily want to put in the sustained work because it is work to build a client relationship and have it last the test of time. I think kind of like in between here is like really the answer, which is usually the case, right? Where during sales one thing that i always talk about and teach is that in the moment the only option is today like my intention when i when i talk to somebody about coaching about whatever it's the only option is today we're going to make a deal right and that deal could be hey today it could be tomorrow it could be whatever now once you have that result they buy or they don't buy then the intention changes hey can i get this person to instead come back to me not in a month but tomorrow or you know, instead of three months, hey, how can I get that to happen in a month? But the, the tension changes once the result comes. But then the thing that I see a lot is people that go into those situations as the farmer, right? Like they have no intention of, of closing the deal, so to speak, or, or having the sale be made today. And then they get mad, they go, oh, they didn't buy, they're going to buy sooner. Well, yeah, it's because the intention, you went into it assuming they weren't going to buy and not giving them the option. Like, it's not really about you at that point. It's about what makes sense for you. Is it buying today? Most people, I would say yes. And just to kind of like, again, broaden this out to not just automotive, but also listen, the coaching space, whatever you do, whatever you sell, 
there are people that are gonna be willing to buy today and it's your job to make sure you offer it to them. And if they don't, then the intention changes because of the result. I think somewhere in there, you said that I was right. That's all I heard is. <laughs> <laughs> Barb, you're always right. But I think that was a really, <laughs> like there's a middle ground. I'm like, no, no, no. Um, I'm just kidding. But I, I think that's a really, really great point. Uh, and, and I love talking about this. Um, so I want to take this in a, a, you know, another direction because it's Monday and we always talk about in breakfast with champions, you know, how you start your day determines how the day is going to play out. So start your day on a positive note, a right mindset. And I've always said that about my week, start my week on, in the positive space. Now my week, because I, you know, I ran a, ran sales teams in my twenties and actually Ed Cunliffe is here and he knows me from these days. I would open my business open at Sunday night, every Sunday night at six o'clock. Like my business didn't open 8am in the morning or actually actually 6am. It opened Sunday night and I would sit there and I would prepare and I, the, you know, I'd make phone calls to, you know, the, the, my top leaders in the office and just kind of, you know, uh, prepare for the entire week. And the one thing that I'm rolling up into 2022, so I'd like to hear what you guys think about starting off your week or starting off your day. What are your habits for success? Um, one of the things I'm rolling up is to get on a, get in conversations with some new people because I, my, my theory right now is what got me here won't get me there. And I've invested so much time into building a brand and being here on Clubhouse, I'm in a space for 2022. This is per, this is my personal space, and I hope it lands for somebody. Is to move from investment into monetization, into building more relationships, and moving into a space of opportunity. I shouldn't say monetization, more of moving into an opportunity zone to build a community, build deeper relationships. So one thing I'm adding in every single week is getting on a call with somebody I haven't really engaged with, somebody that I find interesting or smart. You know, I'm I'm just talking. Actually, I'm finding most of these people on the app. What are some of the things that you guys do, whether it is to start your week off on the right foot or and is there something that you're adding into 2022 to move the needle for yourself uh, in professionally? Well, you know, hey, Barbara. I, was, I was, who is that? Who wanted to speak up first? Sure, that was David, but I'll go after you, Dave. I think that's Dave, right? We, you know, there's a uh, there's a college football uh, championship today that is a, a really big deal to people from the states of Georgia and the state of Alabama, and and, and for Alabama, you know, and I'm not a, a huge college football um, guy um, to be honest with you, but I'm fascinated by uh, the coach of uh, Alabama, Nick Saban. Um, because of the fact that he has this reputation with every player he's ever had, with every coach who's ever worked for them, uh, even people that used to work at the NFL, absolutely marvel. They're astounded at the level of attention he has to every detail. He literally leaves absolutely nothing to chance. And it's interesting to think about that he's going to go up against some great teams in the course of any given year. He's going to go up against uh, some coaches that are going to be legendary coaches in the minds of many people. But yet they they oftentimes are going to not stand up against him uh, in terms of being able to stay with him uh, because of the fact that this guy literally plans out every single detail. He leaves nothing to chance. So to that end, you know, for me, it's about uh, when you have a quiet moment, we put our two boys to bed. Um, I'm not watching TV at night. I'm planning for the next day. I've got the next day mapped out. I see what, what's on my schedule, what my calendar is, what those meetings need to accomplish, what's my objective or outcome. 
and and every move that I need to make the next day to make sure that I'm not a boat in bad water if something uh, knocks you off course. Because any given day, you may have you know plans, but there always may be something that knocks you off course. And if you have a a rock solid blueprint, you're going to find your way back like GPS. Uh, like a GPS is going to keep you on course. And so to me, it's about doing that, putting in the work the day before to make sure that you're able to navigate that day in a way that you get the maximum out of it. David, Raylan, I, I, jump uh, in. Or David Hill. David Hill, we're yeah. waiting on you. Sorry. That's okay, Barbara. Thank you. Yeah, Dave, I, I always love when you share. That. And, you know, I can't wait for that game tonight either. Nick Saban is, uh, he's definitely one of the best. I, I think if not the most winning, I know he's up there and I'm, I'm just a huge fan of college football because, because you think about it. These are the, these kids are the best in, uh, in the country of thousands of colleges and, and thousands of students that play football. And these are the best of the best. And you're going to see a lot of them in the NFL. So I'm just, I'm a huge fan of this game tonight. Um, a little thing that I w was introduced to at the beginning of this year was was writing my goals every morning and every night. So I have nine primary goals, and they're all I am goals. And and I heard somebody said I'm not allowed to eat breakfast before I write them, and I'm not allowed to go to bed before I write them. And I got that like burned in my mind. So I've been doing this <laughs> since like the third. And it's, a, it's amazing. And so, again, I get up. The first thing I'm doing before, I, well, I, you know, I do typically turn my phone on and jump into breakfast with champions. But then, I'm, you know, I, 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 I'm, right, I'm doing my goals. And then, again, same thing. Before I go to bed, I'm not allowed to go to bed without doing it. And uh, it's, been, it's been fantastic. And it just, again, kind of burns it into my mind that, okay, this is, this is what it's all about. And I have to visualize. I have to think about it. And it's just so much in, so intentional. So I would share that as a, as a new habit I just started. So uh, thanks, Barbara and, and David. And I'll, my name's David. I'm done sharing for now. David, that is so good. I, I hadn't heard that. See, I love when we get when I get something new into my mind. I'm like, that's a really great uh, that's a, a that's chock full of intentionality. I love that. And guys, David Hill is coming down to 10x ladies. So uh, if the men want to support this, I highly recommend it. It's going to be uh, a great time. Raylan, you want to jump in? Yeah, I, I think, and this is something that David just mentioned, but I think it's so important, but how intentional are you being with your day? Like the thing that I constantly see and, and talk to people about is this sense of overwhelm. There's like a thousand and one things you could be doing in your business and in your life to grow. But because of all those possibilities, because of all the things you should quote unquote be doing, you get overwhelmed. And when you have when you have overwhelm, what's interesting is you start avoiding more. And the more you avoid, the more you create a void in your life from where you wanna be and where you are. So I think the intentionality has to be there, but I also think there's a yes to that. And you have to also get all that crap out of your head. Like I talk about it to Ignazium. I think it's one of the greatest things that I, I, I read last year out of Road Less Stupid by Keith Cunningham, which is the idea of thinking time, like literally taking all of my thoughts. Brian posted about this on his Instagram the other day. He's sitting there by the fire reading and, and you have to create space to get all the crap out, right? It's not only just accepting the knowledge and, and learning about all the things you could be learning about, but also it's like, what do you do with that information? Because it's just sitting in your head floating. 
okay, I could do this, I could do this. But what if instead you take some time out of your day? For me, it's every single morning between 4 and 5 a.m. I'm sitting there with my thoughts, writing out all the things that I have in my head, and then I make a choice. I pick one of those solutions, and that's the thing that I'm going for, right? Like this morning, I was thinking about, all right, here's the problem that I have right now. Okay, here are all the possibilities, and then I pick one of them, and I'm going to take action. Now, keep in mind, this is going to be imperfect action, right? The, the, the solution that I found, I'm going to just go after it for this month and next month, and we'll see what happens. I'll tweak along the way, but I think what catches us up so often is all the things we could be doing in our day. Slow down, pick something to stick with, create some space to think about it, and then pick one a day and tackle it. If you did just that one thing, I honestly don't see a reason why you can't grow this year. Mm. I love the I, I love that. And what I do love is when somebody said it last week, eat the frog first. Who said that? <laughs> Me. That was got so it, good. And I, and I got it from Brian Tracy in 19, circa 1985. Eat that frog first every day. You know, you guarantee it's the hardest was uh, nauseating thing you'd have to do in the day, so get it out of the way. And, you know, your frog could be getting out to the gym. And, you know, that that's, you don't want to go, you don't want to go, then you tell yourself, okay, I'll do it after work. Then after work, you're tired, you say, okay, I'll do it first thing in the morning. And, and that just happens uh, all the time. So, you know, you, you've got to get that out of the way. Sundays, to me, are a sacred day. I don't, I, don't, you know, I was um, upstate New York uh, yesterday, and I, I, I didn't watch two seconds of television. Uh, it really was all about uh, planning out this week. And this week's already done. This week is already planned. Uh, and now all I have to do is execute on the plan. And it you know, it doesn't mean there's not going to be some bumps in the road, but this week is already done. And it ties into, I think, what we're looking to do as an organization for the year. What I'm looking to do as an individual in terms of uh, amount of reading that I want to get in, uh, amount of... Uh, uh, progress I want to make in certain areas that are important to me, and, and it's all, all about intentionality. So Sunday, you, you know, we we were on a call yesterday at three o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm proud to say I was in my pajamas at three o'clock in the afternoon. I was I had my workout done. Uh, my wife went back to Long Island, and I spent the day uh, uh, drinking coffee okay, cool. and water and getting the week done. And I, you know, it's just yeah, go, and go for it. it's great to have it done in advance. Really great to have it done. Brian, are you a flannel guy or you're a silk guy? I was guy? a flannel. I was a, I was upstate. I was upstate, so I was a flannel guy upstate. You know, it's a. I, I didn't have the Hugh Hefner's. Hey, listeners! If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five: Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Uh, That's what I was a... picturing, so thank you for clarifying. <laughs> no, 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 it was I, a I, very I, Portland It look. was. It was very Lands End, J. Crew, Abercrombie. <laughs> I was like, are you in your jammies, Benzog? Y'all, this is Sheila. Real quick, yeah, rivet, rivet. Thank you. I'm gonna eat some frogs. I've been. Uh, thank you, Raylan, too, for what you said. I've, I've been trying to eat multiple elephants at once, and y'all, it just don't work. No, I mean, that, <laughs> and, that's, uh, a, that's another car business thing. You know, I, if you had to eat an elephant, uh, how would you do it? And, you know, so I can't do it. And you know, as you and I are standing there next to an elephant, Spisax 
I'm looking at us and say, uh, Benstock, eat the elephant. I say, Spisak, I can't do it. Spisak pulls out a gun and shoots me. And now, he, and now he looks at you and says, eat the elephant. What would you do? You'd eat the elephant. How would you do it? One bite at a time. Uh, you know, or it's just, just, it's just getting that motivation. Frogs, right? <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. And yeah, this is Sheila with the, the pink black background and the blue hair. Y'all are always amazing. Raylan, I love what you said too. And, and another thing I just wanted to add is um, it's a, it's not me. It's Julia Cameron. She has a book called The Artist Way. And I just love it, that that thinking time and and just the brain dump and getting out. I mean, literally, even just the, the banal stuff of like, uh, not trying to create, but like, oh, I have to pick up cat food or blah, 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 you know, just to get all the gunk out so then we can focus and have intention. And real fast, guys, I'm going to shoot my shot here because y'all are all my friends and I love you so much. I'm starting a podcast this year. It's 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 already pumping out. So anyone, all of you, I was going to, I'm going to message you individually, but since you're all here right now, please, I would love to have you on this year. So please um, write me and let's get, let's get squawking. Let's get talking on, on this podcast because that's my intention and I would love to just take this offline and do that with you or beyond with y'all. So this is Sheila and I'm shooting my shot and eating my frog. I love y'all. I absolutely love that. Um, of course, my mother called us. I was unmiking. I want to say this though, Sheila, it's something I highly recommend is opening up a room, gathering a mod squad, and then pinning the link at the top and just sharing your journey of like, I am taking the leap and I'm going to grow my wings along the way. And I, it's inspiring to others. Uh, Brene Brown says it best. Courage is contagious. So I, I think you should open up a room, pin the link to your podcast, talk about what it takes, talk about the, you know, shaky knees, sweaty palms, marbles in your mouth, like all the, all the new start jitters and uh, take us along on the journey. So I think you have a great voice. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really proud of you. So you're going to go big in 2022. That is, uh, that's awesome, Sheila. And I'm tired of talking about eating frogs and elephants. I'm kind of getting a little, a little seasick. <laughs> Who wants some chocolate? <laughs> some, you know, I, I'm in the healthy eating space. So we're going to have some chocolate. sauteed spinach, some, some omelets. You know, I want to share something that went down this morning just to keep the conversation moving along that I think is uh, super important because um, somebody reached out to me on LinkedIn and whenever these things come up, I share it because I think they're, I always want to take my experience and prompt others to action. And a gentleman reached out and he's just been diagnosed with colon cancer. And he's like, I know you don't know me, but we have common friends and I've just been diagnosed. I'm going to Memorial Sloan Kettering. I know that's where you went. I have a few questions. Do you mind? And I immediately send him my cell phone number. I said, yeah, but please call me and let's talk or text because I don't, you know, I don't go on LinkedIn that much and things get lost in the sauce on all our social media DMs. And he was like, really? And, you know, I find it, you know, the way I always say the only emancipation from suffering is to help others. And every time I use my experience, which you know, it, it for in colon cancer, chemo, surgery, the whole, you know, I had the whole Mishigas, as, as we say in Yiddish. Well, I had the whole kit and caboodle experience. The only emancipation is I use that experience in service of others. I'm not embarrassed or shameful. I didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't like I made bad life choices. I just drew the short stick and got diagnosed with cancer. And the reason I'm sharing that this morning is number one, uh, you know, guys, screening is 45 and up unless you have uh, it in your family. So 
I'm doing a little PSA because this is a big audience and I'd want to share that. Um, and the other thing is, is if anybody's been through difficult times, understand that is an opportunity to use your experience because you are a survivor. You're a thriver. You didn't, you're not a victim. You're a victor. And, uh, he just was very surprised about me giving my cell phone. And I said to him, I said, listen, we're a small band of brothers in this, this community. And we all help each other. I got somebody's random cell phone number and now you have mine and we help each other through, you know, through these times, because you don't want to go through something and ask. I remember, just real brief getting that diagnosis and everyone sending me lung cancer and breast cancer and ovarian cancer patients to talk to. And I'm talking to them and I realize we're not on the same, we're not in the same cancer camp, unfortunately. I'm like, no, I'm not going to lose my hair, but from what I understand, I'm going to lose my mind. And actually that's what the guy asked me. He goes, what's this chemo brain that everyone's talking about? I'm like, rut row, you know, call me, we'll discuss it. Um, but I do, I feel very compelled to share that. Barbara, it goes back to, I, I, I think it's uh, Napoleon Hill, right? Every adversity, every failure, every heartache carries with it the seed of uh, an equal or greater benefit. And it's really in, in times of difficulty, uh, your ability to see that, right? That this is this too shall pass. Uh, it's, and the bigger the challenge, uh, the, the, the greater the opportunity. I, you know, it's, 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 uh, in the end, it'll work out. And if it's not working out, it's not the end, right? So... You just got to keep uh, pushing through. And so many people, I think that's one of the challenges today, is that things are so easy to people. We've, we've lost our ability to grind, our ability to fight. And, and you know, I, I liken it to exercise. You know, if you're, if you're bench pressing 100 pounds and, and you don't put uh, a little bit more plates on, on the bar, you're never going to improve. And it's the same with business or finances or, or anything you're looking to do. You've got to have that resistance Mm -hmm. And the great thing is as you grow your capacity, you can take on more. As you can take on more, you can grow your capacity and capacity in anything and everything that you do. So you know, to me, that's living that, that full life is to be able to be more complete, to be able to do more. Uh, and have have more. And, and one more. of my story, one of my favorite stories that you share is actually the flooding of your dealership because you got through that. It wasn't the end. It was just a chapter. And I can I can't even imagine when you tell this story and then the insurance company doesn't cover these vehicles and then you've got to pivot, but you kept going and here you are today, the number one um, Honda dealership. I don't know if it's in the world or in the United States, but I know it's number one and that's damn impressive. Yeah. Sorry, Glenn. Oh, I did it again. Um, but I think that those are the things that really, like, it's great X, Y, and Z, but when you share that, man, does that empower me to have such well, faith it, in you and your if leadership? You ever got, if I ever got real emotional about it, I mean, I, I thought it was lights out. You know, I was responsible for setting up the insurance for the company. The uh, After Katrina in, in New Orleans, the insurance company sent out uh, notices, or actually they were supposed to, but they never sent out notices. They just canceled uh, flood insurance for anybody that was on the coastline. And three years later, uh, we had a uh, hurricane Super superstorm Sandy and we had our cars. Uh, we had about uh, $50 million worth of cars on a dock that was 10 feet uh, above the water in, in Brooklyn, New York. And the challenge was Superstorm Sandy is the uh, tidal, uh, the tide came up, tide surge came up 14 feet. So that meant uh, some 928 cars were underwater, and the value of those cars, not all the cars got flooded, but uh, $28 million worth got flooded. 
and I had to be the one telling my partner, uh, you know, Houston, we have a problem. And we, we, we thought we had insurance. We got a phone call sometime uh, after the second day. Uh, uh, Brian, do you realize you, you know, there's a flood exclusion on your policy? And imagine having to break that news to your partner that, hey, we've got a $28 million hit uh, potentially coming. And you've always got to look at what's the worst case scenario. And $28 million, regardless of how strong your company is, it's a pretty significant hit. And it, it brought things out of me that I never thought that I had. And you talk about negotiating with banks and with Honda and, and then actually having to sell those cars to a salvage company, uh, one car at a time, you know, trying to get a percentage of the original value of the car. You know, there was several classes of flood, depending on how bad the damage was, and, you know, trying to push back and forth. And, you know, each, each 10 cents on the dollar you got uh, meant millions of dollars. And, uh, and then sitting there and, and saying, shaking the guy's hand and saying, I need a deposit now. And he asked me, how much do you need? I'm standing there on the docks in the middle of the I said, I need a million dollars. And he said, million dollars as a deposit. And he said, okay, who do I make it out to? And I sat there, hot damn, this guy just gave me a million dollars to buy these flooded cars. And you know, never judge a book by its cover. He's there in jeans and Timberland boots. And, uh, you know, in that portion of the business that he was in, which was a completely different portion of the business than I've ever been, uh, the salvage business, you know, he knew exactly what he was doing. And we uh, ended up getting out of the situation uh, over a, a six or seven month period of time, restructuring some debt with the banks, setting up a flood floor plan line um, without going into additional debt. That uh, took me to some place I'd never been before. And now it's one of my favorite clubhouse stories. <clears throat> it does, it, it validates you as a, as a I, mean, hi, I mean, not that you weren't a great leader in the first place, but for me, it we, really we, solidifies we this, that. We said this on Saturday, Bob. You're not a leader to you to test it. You, you know, yes. you, you're not, uh-huh. you, you, you are not a business leader to, to your tested. You know, I, I could probably take over the Apple Corporation for a week solid uh, because, you know, I wouldn't be tested. You know, I'd be in there and it's already got momentum. But when you're up against, your back's up against the wall and uh, hope there is none, uh, that, that's when you get tested. And I, I encourage people to read some books that have had a meaningful impact. And uh, The Endurance is a book that I would encourage encourage people to read. The Endurance is a book about, uh, I think his first name was Edmund Shackleton, who went to Antarctica in 1918. And you're immediately going to say, I have no interest in that story. It's a captain of a sailboat and a boat and what they went through there and how they got stuck in the pack ice in, in 20 below temperatures and how he got over a period of two years, two years in, in sub-zero temperatures. Uh, and he got every one of his men back home. Some of them lost their nose and their ears and their fingers but he got, due to frostbite, but he got everyone back home. The story is a story of leadership and management. And, you know, it teaches you that uh, you think you have it bad until you realize what, what that captain was able to do. And I, I consider each of us captains of our own ship. Uh, whether you run a business or you run a family or you run yourself, you're the captain of your ship. And, and you know, anything and everything... It happens to you when you're on a ship. It's the captain's fault. Well, you and know I, what they say: a, a captain isn't made in calm seas. Um, did I destroy that? What is that quote? Who's no, got but that that's, one? that's and, that, and that ties in. That ties exactly in. No, no, no captain was ever made in, in, in calm seas. You, know, you you've got to be out there, 
And, and when the poop's hitting the fan, what do you do? And when you have to shoot the dogs uh, because it's your only form of food, you know, what do you do? And then what are you going to do after the dogs are gone for food? And you've got to get used to catching seals and it's right, an amazing, right. Amazing, and it's, amazing story. It's any, even in in sport, you've got to be able to take the hit. Like we talked about on Saturday, you've, you know, people were like, wow, that was a really strong nasty gram you got. And I was like, yeah, but if I'm going to keep putting myself out there and moving my brand in a, a higher space, I have to be able to take the hits and get back up. And it, so I think that's, you know, that's the lesson is that all the things that we go through, if we grow through. So, 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 so how about this as a concept? So how about suffering on purpose? How about not yes. waiting for somebody to send you that nasty letter? How about not waiting for the next flood to come? How about today going out <laughs> and doing something that F's you up a little bit? That, that kicks yourself in a little Goggins. Something you've been putting on, something that's really I was just going to say that's and, David Goggins and, and talk just, right there. Goggins. Intentionally. And lean into that. And when you get that done, you come out on the other side and you're like, yeah, you're darn right, man. I did that. And then you take on a little bit more and you take on a little bit more and you walk with a little bit more purpose in your step. And you've got, hey, not now, man. I got some, I'm doing something. And that, I mean, I think that's the essence. I love that. I do that here in Princeton for, and uh, Brian, you're kind of going in and out and maybe it's me, but if anybody's ever in Princeton, New Jersey, you want to do a workout, I'm taking you to the stadium stairs and you're going to get a little uncomfortable because we run up and down the stairs. I actually took Peter Siegel um, one day and then I saw him like nine days later and he was <laughs> still gimping around, but what got you here is not going to get you there. And what you're saying is push yourself, challenge yourself, break down those muscle fibers. And that's what 2022 for me personally is all about is move it, like getting really go, uncomfortable. Go bigger, go bigger, baby. Go bigger, Oh, uh, yeah, and getting on the that's, road, like getting into new. Easy. You got two choices. I well, totally the, agree. The, you know, Barb, I, I've been sharing with people that the, you know, the secret to success, ironically, is failure. Uh, right. It's um, it's only when you fail, only when you fall down, only when you face, uh, you know, uh, obstacles, adversity, rejection, denial. That's that's when your brain turns on, your subconscious turns on, your creativity turns on. You learn lessons. You become more resilient. You become stronger. You know, for for for, for people that never face adversity growing up, you know, they can tend to have a very difficult a life as an adult for for kids that grew up with adversity grew up without anything grew up having to figure out day by day how to get through a day are much more prepared as they become adults so it is ironic it is counterproductive it's just like i was sharing with a, a group in my coaching class by the way i have on this friday if anybody wants to dm me the word coach on instagram but I was sharing with them the no the word no is a positive to me it's not a negative you know and, and uh I really got that cue from uh, Warren Buffett because he says that we don't say no nearly enough and and because of the fact that we say yes too much uh, what happens is we it's another form of paying ourselves last so when you say no to ineffective meetings, when you say no to negative people, when you say no to th to uh, virtual events that don't align with you, 
Um, when you say no, you know, you're respecting your time, just like Grant always says, respect your money. Well, you've got to respect your money and you've got to respect your time in order to be able to have, I think, the bandwidth to be able to put yourself in an uncomfortable position, put yourself in a position of pain sometimes, because that's the only time as human beings that we're going to grow, is that when we face that adversity or put ourselves in those uncomfortable positions like running stairs with Barbara Majeski. What's interesting is we just while we're eating a circle, frog, by the way, right? We kind of started by, by the way, about while this. we're eating a frog, <laughs> well, we came for full circle again, because we started talking about the idea of, of doing the uncomfortable, but it doesn't even have to be just the, the physical right now. Granted, I highly recommend it because it's really important to get out of your head and into your body. But also what about going deep and, and, and actually thinking about like staying with yourself long enough, asking yourself the hard questions like that too can be suffering for some. Like the, the truth is I talk about this a lot, but I, I was a historical victim. I played victim in every aspect of my life. It's the way that I grew up, right? I always would do that, but there was a hard look I had to take at myself. Like David Goggins talk about, talks about it in his book, Can't Hurt Me where he had to look himself in the mirror and, and, and recognize reality. He was not happy where he was in his life. He was unfit, he was unhealthy, he was all these things, but it starts from getting uncomfortable and saying, look, I don't like who I am today. I don't like where I'm at and I put myself here. That's a hard, that's suffering, again, for a lot of people, depending on how hard you have that conversation, how honest you are. So yeah, absolutely, go run stairs with Barbara, but then also you got to, when it's really, really difficult, maybe that hard question afterwards is, hey, this is hard because I've put this off for so long. Are you willing to stop avoiding now? Yeah, that's uh, it's exactly, you know, that book uh, should be required reading for people, Can't Hurt Me by Goggins. And I, I can say I was early on Goggins before the book came out. We, uh, we had the pleasure of seeing him in 2016, at a very limited uh event and my hair was on fire from that. I had the pleasure of running with him at a sales event and you know we went out and we were waiting at a buddy's house to go out and run with the guy. It was 17 degrees outside. I'm dressed up like a polar bear. Goggins shows up in shorts, a shirt, gloves and a hat and I'm feeling like oh man you weak suck. I start taking <laughs> off my stuff and I'm like come on and we we're out running with him and and we, we were running a couple of miles and we get off the trail and all of a sudden he goes into the woods. I'm like, okay, maybe Goggins has got to go to the bathroom. Man, all right, and that happens. He goes into the woods. We go to a little clearing. He's okay, form, form a big circle. We form a big circle, and we start doing jumping jacks and push-ups and jumping jacks and push-ups, and it never stopped. It, it felt like an hour out there, just jumping jacks, and then we went up and ran another bunch of miles. And that day, just being in that environment with that guy, Raylan, I could I could have run 100 miles that day. It was just so so incredible just to be around somebody that pushes themselves to that level. And that's a challenge. We see people that are successful. We see Grant with the plane. We see this guy with, with, with the pretty poly. We see, and, and we want that, but yet so many people are not willing to do what it takes to get there. And that's you know part and parcel of the you've got to do, uh, if you want to be in that top one, two, three, four, five percent, you've got to make the commitment to do what the 95% won't do. And no, no disrespect to people that want to watch the football game tonight. I could give a toss who wins the football game. I, I have complete respect for Saban, what he's done. That's mastery. I'll watch the highlights on YouTube uh, uh, tomorrow, and it'll take me four minutes. And, and I'll get just about as much out of it. I don't have 
two and a half hours to yeah, watch somebody same. else's dreams. I, 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 I'm, I, I, I'm not going to get rid of four hours of my life just to watch it, the game. No. It, I, I, you know, I'm in life, right? And I'm a part, I'm an active participant. I'm, I'm not in the stands. And I, I don't want to be in the stands. I want, you know, I'll be in the stands when I can't play the game of life and, and, and to my fullest. I think we've got a lot of things to do. And the distractions of life, this thing that I've got in my hand right now, there's such incredible distractions. They can be powerful or, or they can be completely destructive. And it's, it's up to how you apply that. And like you said, respecting your time. And one other thing about no. Liza said no at the outset of this call to a potential transaction that wasn't congruent with her organization. That, you know, you've got to understand sometimes those no's pay incredible dividends. And, you know, I, I, I don't know enough about the transaction, but it sounds like Liza made the right uh, choice. And Liza reminded me, my, my business partner before he died, they were looking at a Cadillac dealership. And the dealer was a successful dealership, a successful dealer. He was in the store 12 hours a day, six days a week. He was one of those. And my partner and his partner were looking at the store, and they realized, you know, we're not going to be here 12 hours a day. At best, it's going to be a couple hours a week. What makes us think we can do the job that this guy was doing part-time? There's, there's no way. And they uh, gave him his deposit. They, they let him keep the deposit, and they walked away from the transaction. And my partner told me many years later, this, the decision to give up whatever the deposit was, $200,000, saved him tens of millions of dollars in losses. And shortly after that transaction, he turned down that transaction, Cadillac had uh, uh, 10 years of absolute terrible business. And, you know, again, imagine that. It was bare, they would have not been able to do it even if business was good. But in a downturn, if you're not on that ship working it seven days a week, you, you, you would have been doomed. He said it would have cost him millions of dollars. Wow, well, Barb, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barb, go, where do you want to take it. us as we wrap up the end of the hour? Yes, 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 yes. So, guys, you are in Breakfast with Champions. This is uh, the morning grind. I'm with David Spizak, Brian Benstock, Raylan, Raylan Davis, and myself. And it's all about daily motivation, education, inspiration. We're going to be here every Monday, 9 a.m., sharing our thoughts in the space of motivation, education, and inspiration. I've pinned a link up at the top. It's 10X Ladies, and we're going down February 4th and 5th. The men are welcome to join us, but we're tackling the pillars of, of, of leadership and the five pillars of 10X Ladies, which is so valuable to all of us, is all is what we're covering. We're talking mindset, relationships, health and wellness, business and money, and family. So this isn't just about real estate, but it's about the five pillars. So if you now, are interested, now, 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 yeah. There's another set you got to appeal to. Young men. Young men, I would recommend you go there. I'm, I'm, I'm a married old guy, but if you're a young man, you want to meet a successful lady, <laughs> that might be the place to go. Just saying. You know, you got to fish where the fish are. And that, that could be an interesting. Uh, no, 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 Brian, uh, Brian, Brian, you have to fish where the sharks are. Well, yeah, you better, you better be prepared. <laughs> if you're looking for Majeski. <laughs> well, I'm in, I'm inviting all my fellow female sharkies to come down to Miami with me so we can shark and we can grow. 
I'll say it once, I'll say it a thousand times. A mind once expanded can never go back to its original form. And being in this space is an opportunity to learn new things. And the last time I went down, I could I said it over and over again. I didn't know that. I how well, how have I made it to this stage in my life and I had no idea about this, that, and the other thing. And when you put yourself in environments to learn, you you start learning and you start growing. And that's where the magic happens. So, you know, your thoughts become things and your thoughts become your destiny. And we are going to feed our minds with some really powerful thought process. So click on the link on the top 10X Ladies in Miami or go ahead and DM me 10X Ladies. Um, um, me and proximity, my- uh, Proximity, the Get proximity. The power of proximity. That's what Brian is saying. Get yourself, get yourself around people that have the things and are doing the things that you want to do. And that's what it's going to be all about. So that's a wrap, guys. Uh, David, Raylan, Brian, thank you for joining me in this hour. I am- Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.